What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Not Your Average Nerds podcast, a weekly recap podcast that covers all your favorite nerdy fandom news. I'm your host, Rudy Vela, and today I am joined by... Me, Juan Guerra. And just Juan Guerra. That's it, bro. (laughs) Just me and him. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to another week, another episode. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. Hope you're all doing pretty good. Not pretty good, bro. Hope you're doing really good. <laughs> really, really good. Hope you got that money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hope it's hitting different this time. Yeah. Hope everyone's having a great time with it. Take it easy. <laughs> so we got some stuff to talk about this week, but as always, before we get to uh, all of that, again, a bit of a disclaimer, this podcast will most definitely contain some language that is not suitable for everybody. Fuck. So you've been warned. <laughs> Wait, what? Give me the name. <laughs> what name? The name of the first one that we're going to do <laughs> so I can see what it looks like. All right. Well, before we actually get to um, what's it called? Uh, our comic books, like our picks of the week and everything. I uh, just wanted to one personal little grail for myself. I acquired today, actually, over at uh, Tardy's Collector's Corner. Um, and it's it's nothing too big, but this was definitely something that I wanted for a long time. And, of course, I could have found it on, on eBay really quickly probably and done all that. But I wanted to find this at a comic shop or at a convention, which, uh, you know, it might be a while before we get anything like that. And uh, I'm happy to say I now own number one of Bucky O'Hare from uh, Larry Hama and Michael Golden. And um, for those of you that don't know who Captain Bucky O'Hare is, uh, I fell in love with this character based off of the old school, I want to say it was an 80s cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, I just know that it was a 90s VHS that I could get for free at Family Video. Video. Yeah. (laughs) And me and my friend were obsessed with it because of the theme song which it sounds like or it looks like Juan has yeah. queued up and he's shaking in his chair <laughs> anticipating when he can play that so Juan why don't you give the give him a taste of what the theme song was hopefully we get this shit right away <laughs> here we go yeah i remember that part <laughs> i thought that was the whole song Captain <laughs> Bucky, Bucky oh but dude that yeah it's tight oh uh, the animation is so good uh but yeah so me and my buddy would always and i want to say even me and juan would rent it at home too uh but i just remember the like sleepovers and it was always watching that same thing and you got like a uh, Daffy Duck with another arm, and he shoots lasers, and he's the captain. He's got three arms or four. He's got three. Really? That's it. Mm-hmm. I thought he had four. Maybe he does have four. That's just showed homeboy right yeah, there. Yeah, no, I, I just remember the three. frame rate so bad that yeah. I, can't, I can't tell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so pre-COVID, um, actually, yeah, last year, uh, before everything happened, we got one toy show, uh, and it was the Byron Center Con. And I was lucky enough to find this old school Bucky O'Hare figure that I used to have when I was really young. And that was something I wanted. So I found that. And now I finally got my hands on 
Bucky O'Hare number one. So in really good condition. Yeah, it's it's actually super clean. Uh, but yeah, so I was super excited about that. So yes, arms. Thank you, uh, Gavin and Deanna. He's got four. Shit, he might even have five arms because this. What is that down there? What <laughs> the is penis? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that an arm? <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 No, that's just like tail. Okay, so yeah, he is, he's, he's got, got four. four. He's got four. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought he just had three because I remember he just always uses that one for his blaster. Yeah. Maybe it's just arms, the animation maybe. was so choppy. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so Grail acquired. So it's tight. Aha. It's, it's real happy. tight. Looks real good. Colors never. Yeah, honestly. Boom. It uh so the the style it doesn't have the normal comic but of course it has the title up top but to me it looks like a Nintendo Power. It does. It really does look like a Nintendo Power. It it reminds me of that and then him the like the character drawings the mm-hmm. face exactly or this dude's face I don't even know this fucking dude's name. I can't remember the little kid. Uh yeah the blonde haired he, he kid. gets stuck in space with them and then he's in this intergalactic battle with uh frogs and or toads and, and everything like and all that. that. You mm-hmm. heard the song. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it reminds me of like Mad TV. That's what it reminds me of the Mad, the Mad comic or caricatures. Mm-hmm. But it does look like a Nintendo Power. Yeah, so I'm super pumped to have that. He got robbed. Be... Eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving that a read. And uh, oh, are you gonna open him? that? I mean, yeah, bro. It's unless Bucky O'Hare live action starring fucking Tom Holland gets announced. I don't know. Did you look this, it up on eBay? What is it worth? I mean, I, they're they're pretty consistent. You think so? I mean, yeah. Comic no. shops usually are. Kevin might be slipping. <laughs> Let me see. Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare number one. I was gonna say comic shops usually have a little bit more just because they're. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't because I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> one. I needs though. I like. Forty-four dollars. This is for the toy. You got the toy. Was it open? It's yeah. It's open. Oh, it was, it way was open. far open. Was it Bucky? Yeah, it was Bucky. Forty-four for for uh, a toy. Damn, one hundred and seven for the game, the NES Ooh. game, and it, that those are bids. Nobody had. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What? That ain't it. <laughs> that so, ain't it. Well, that ain't it. <laughs> Bucky's not. Set, I was about to say fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> God damn! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this episode. <laughs> I quit. I was about to go home and make a listing right goddamn now. Um, <laughs> there's no like, I'm not really seeing in uh. It's called rare. Yeah, it is pretty rare. Issue. It's what like, issue is it's this like number how four? Weird is like their stakes. Six, rare. eleven. These are from other countries. From the United, from the UK. I just saw a um Italian Spider Man. What? Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty hype, and they showed me a German Scooby Doo poster. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I, w- I want that. I want that. Yeah, issue number one uh, is not on eBay, so you'd be the only person posting this. Yeah, see, uh, <laughs> I name my price. <laughs> he said, <laughs> yeah, they'll, "They'll pay the same once I read it." All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, but I, I'm like I said, Grail acquired. I just want it because it's mine's. It's my childhood. Oh, I found it. No, wait. Which one is this? Fuck no, that ain't it. <laughs> which one's this one? I don't know. He looks goofy though. He said the real one. <laughs> goofy ass looking dude. This ain't the one. That's not. That it. ain't the one. Oh wait, I'm seeing the one. All right, so near mint are very fine. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one dollars. Oh. Or even this one, newsstand edition. What is that? Uh, 
so it has the uh, the barcode, okay. which mine does. Yours does. Mm-hmm. This this dude wants fifty bucks for it. Damn. So I mean, yeah, more than eight bucks. Got it for a steal. Slipping. It's mine. Slipping. <laughs> Y'all can't have it for fifty bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna read it regardless. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh just a little bit of my collection growing. So I was pretty pretty pumped up about that. So I wanted to run that by you also aftershock um stopped fucking things up and i got kaiju score issue three. Oh, did you so, get that mcfarland though that's fuck no not yet <laughs> i got another uh <laughs> i got another damn update saying hey just letting y'all know uh mm-hmm. tracking numbers are going out soon it's like yeah fuck you <laughs> piece of shit yeah. but yeah snyder cut toys got out in two weeks he's i mean he's probably getting grilled for that shit oh fuck him bro <laughs> I can't stand his ass right now. I love that guy, but fuck him. Fuck him, bro. I I still want to interview him because he's cool, but... (laughs) I'd love to interview him, too. Fuck it, yeah. That's going to be like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) He'd be like, all those tracking numbers are coming out right now, bro. (laughs) As we speak. All right. So uh, with that little bit of uh, info about my personal collection, let's jump into this week's picks of the week so if you are uh on our instagram or facebook you've seen these already and uh if you aren't on our instagram or facebook check us out on instagram and facebook and uh every wednesday we're putting up a a group shot of our picks of the week so for those of you that don't know or for those of you that do know need a refresher uh wednesday is new comic book day that's when every well now tuesday and wednesday because dc drops now on tuesday and is quite literally putting diamond uh, distribu- uh, yeah, distribution to shame because Tardy's already has their books for next week, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, nice. so uh, DC is on Tuesday. Um, everything else Wednesday still is the day for new comics. Uh, so we stick to Wednesday for our new comic book day because that will always be new comic book day to us. And we pick our top four picks of the week and post it out on there. So if you're somebody who's interested in getting into comics, looking for new comic books or anything like that, and you're taking a trip out to your local comic shop on a Wednesday, head up and hit up our uh, social media and you'll see what we think are the, at least to us, uh, picks of the week for uh, any given week. But to start off, we have from Marvel Comics, this is Captain America Anniversary Tribute number one. And like always, I don't really like to put a lot of big two titles in here just because there's a lot to entail. You had to like somebody has been telling me about how good Nightwing is recently. Okay, I had a conversation with somebody at the shop today and they were telling me about like this is some of the best Nightwing writing they've seen. And this guy really does a great job. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I'm scared to... Hmm. I'm looking for the book that you talked. You, you just mentioned. Oh. You said Captain Marvel or Captain, Captain America? Captain America. Oh. Looks huh. right here. He looks right here. Oh, okay. All right, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, so um, he's telling me all this stuff, and I'm legit scared to ask him, like, hey, where do I have to read back to be able to read this <laughs> This new Nightwing, because I'm scared it's going to span back like 20 issues. He said two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you really want the full <laughs> effect, you got to go back three years. Um, and, and that's that's the thing that scares me. That's why I don't really like to throw too many big two titles on these lists. Um, but, again, there are some that slip and uh, make the cut. Usually they're smaller 
uh, smaller runs or more contained runs, which we thought X-Men was going to be. And then, boom, now we got that. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Captain America Anniversary Tribute number one. And this says Captain America celebrates 80 years of battling tyranny this month. And what better way to celebrate than having a carad of Marvel's best artists redraw and modernize Captain America's origin and the debut of the Red Skull from Captain America Comics issue one. As well as Cap's return in the Marvel Age from Avengers 4 and legendary stories that changed the course of comic book history are presented in an all-new way for the current generation of Marvel fans. So this one got my attention because, of course, it's a anniversary tribute book, and, you know, the 80 years is... That's 80 years. That's nothing to shy away from. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but the thing that I liked is, of course, they could have just been like, hey, let's pull all of Cap's greatest stories and make it an like, anthology book, you know, and put them all together. Uh, but they didn't do that. They took the greatest stories still, but they have newer artists who are like up and coming artists or like top artists at Marvel take a crack at make recreating these stories, same script and everything, but in their looks and their ways. Panels. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that'd be fun for any Captain America fan, which I mean, there's a lot of them out there. And uh, just in case some people didn't know about it, I figured this uh, deserved a spot on the uh, picks of the week. That sounds interesting. I mm-hmm. think it's really cool to give somebody new a shot to like to relive, especially at that level. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody, I'm sure at home has recreated panels of like, oh, that was awesome of, you know, the shit that they like. But to be able to actually do it and it be published and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you're they're giving artists the possibility of writing or of drawing. For Hitler. scripts, <laughs> yeah, uh, for scripts written out by the likes of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, which, as everybody, well, as you should know, have passed on since, uh, you know, this book was released, the originals at least. So these new artists will never have the opportunity to draw for these guys. You know, they'll never have the opportunity to look at their script and be like, "How would I take that?" And that's that's really what's the one of the cool things about. Uh, collaborating on comics is seeing how somebody will write a script and how their artist that they entrust with this interprets it. So I think it's really cool that they get to see these scripts of Jack Kirby, of Stan Lee, and uh, uh, what, what the, the other one, Joe Simon, and be able to be like, this is how I see this story being told. I wonder if a lot of them have ever seen, like, I, I, I wonder if the artist read all the comics the ones that they were working on or if they were just like i want to be fresh yeah interpret interpret it like the way i'm actually seeing it and then that's the way i'm gonna draw it or Mm -hmm. do you want to like not run the risk of actually making the same panel so do you read it real quick to see okay how was it drawn so it's not the same as what i'm kind of doing yeah uh i don't know i don't know how i would do that like because i think personally i would probably want to see it just to make sure i'm not doing the same exact stuff Mm -hmm. but then again it would be kind of cool to see if it matches up at the end at at the end you know what i mean like if if you never read it and you were like i want to i want to do it and see if mine matches up any way close or in any way shape or form to what originally it was how it was drawn or whatever how somebody else envisioned it just based on the the script being the same you know what i mean yeah because you know all the stuff obviously colors and stuff are going to be different but just like the locations and the angles and 
that kind of stuff. I wonder how that pans out by not knowing exactly what was drawn beforehand or previously. I, I think if if I were somebody working on it, I would want to go the secondary route, how you said to not look at it. Just and, have your own yeah. interpretation and see if it lines up. Mm-hmm. Just because on top of that, you don't want to like you don't want to see a panel that is like too good to not do that way. And in other cases, fighting you, with yourself the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And then another case, you might just have your own idea. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would just be cool to see what they create out of their own mind space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so like I said, it was just something that I, I thought was intriguing. And I think a lot of people might. uh find find pretty fun but this is uh 44 pages like i said a bunch of retellings of classic captain stories and uh coming at you at a cover price of 5.99 that's not bad yeah so not 40 bad pages? at all yeah mm-hmm. yeah 44 and, you pages. Get how, and you get how many stories in there uh i think you get f- three that's pretty cool and how many artists are working work on this oh there's a lot like there's a bunch it, of so different check this out the top three oh these are the writers and these are all the contributing artists. Oh, so there's like 30 people <laughs> yeah, plus so, on there. So I'm guessing maybe like they got a handful of panels. That's actually really... that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. What's mm-hmm. it called again? Because I can't find it. <laughs> Captain America Anniversary Tribute, number one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. And then uh, next up... Again, this is another one from uh, The Big Two coming at you from D.C. this time. Uh, and this is Superman Red and Blue number one. I've so, seen the cover of that shit, and it looked interesting. Yeah, so I actually have it right here. These ones, unfortunately, I did not have time to read any of them today, but I uh, got it, and I love the cover of this. So this is uh, – who is the cover artist? If I can find that really quickly for you, this is – it's not going to show me. All right, that's uh, that's no. It's just bueno. Superman Red and Blue. Yeah, yeah, it's not popping up for me. Uh, so yeah, uh, really, really beautiful cover though. And the cool thing Damn about it. this is much like uh, the Wolverine, uh, red, black, and white stories that have been going on. It's a, a new anthology series of Wolverine where he's doing whatever the hell the writer wants to write him about, but the only colors in the books are red, black, and white. So you get um, negative space, you get outlines, and then you get blood. That's cool. And that's all you get in those stories. So now in this one, all you're getting is red and blue in different uh, tones. So the uh, dark for the inking is uh, like a dark navy, and then you just get a bunch of really beautiful looking blues to make the sky and the rest of his suit. And then you get the really bright red for his cape and his uh his chonies. His chonies. <laughs> so I got the like, artist right here. Okay. Um the cover art is by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Brad and- so I got the Brad Anderson um edition of it and oh my god it's, oh wait yeah it is both of them i mm-hmm. thought they were two no. different ones well, i'm guessing maybe one of them did colorist uh, and art and yeah. then the, okay yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. dope it looks sweet he don't look like no punk bitch either <laughs> except for right here i mean right here he does yeah, but yeah, on the cover goofy. though on the cover he looks like dude i swear to god if i was superman i i want i i actually want to draw i i haven't i don't think i've drawn superman 
I, I can even growing up, I don't ever remember you drawing Superman. It was I, always Goku. Yeah, I drawn Batman a few times. Yeah, I've never drawn. I don't think I. I okay, I've drawn Superman. I lied because I drew him over like Zod from the movie or something. But I haven't oh, okay. drawn recently just like Superman, and I want to draw him in the way that I envision him. Like I love, like I said, I love the new Fifty Two, but I want to draw him like I want to draw him like that because I envision Superman. Like if I was Superman, I'd be a prick. But I I wouldn't be like uh, necessarily well, that's an evil homelander. <laughs> I wouldn't be a bad dude. It's just like I would be like super arrogant. Like if somebody's fucking with something, I'm like, dude, I will burn you in half if you don't like just drop the gun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like shit like that. Just it's just a look that he should have. Just like come on, mm-hmm. like, you know who the fuck I like. You know who I am. like. There's no way. And once that I'm bad guy, but this does not make me bad guy. Yeah, so like I guess like Homelander, but just not as weird as Homelander. You get more warnings. Yeah, it's just I feel like he he'd be more controlled about it. It's just he get all he have to do is give you a look, but it's not like I'm gonna kill you. Look, it's just like dude, come on, like come on. And I, I want to draw some more Superman. Just looking at that cover, mm-hmm. it portrays that like he should be punching a hole through a cloud just because he fucking can. <laughs> like I'm just gonna fly so fast, I'm gonna punch a hole through. The- it's cloudy today, not anymore. And let me punch a hole through these clouds. <laughs> That's the type of Superman that I want. Yeah, like uh, it. And Juan's not like Juan's really not hyping this. This this book deserves a purchase solely on the cover art. Like it before I even knew what it was about. I I cannot tell you the last time I purchased a Superman book. I've purchased Justice League. I've I've of course I've bought Batman and stuff like that, but. I think I haven't I haven't bought a Superman book since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And and it's just because like how Juan said, sometimes Superman could be boring unless it's like the new 52 where he's like self-aware of who he is and what he is. Um but it was just the cover art is really what pulled me in to want this and then I read what it was about and then it made me want it more. Um so this book um the synopsis is uh, this new series presents fresh new visions of the Man of Steel in his two signature colors of red and blue. Uh, like I said, the whole thing is all tones of red and blue. Um, around the world, everyone knows uh, that when they see a red and blue streak in the sky, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superman. To start things off, Academy Award winning writer of DC Future State, the next Batman, John Ridley, uh, joins artist Clayton Henry to tell a story of Clark Kent as he confronts a villain who still haunts him. In a story that shows what Superman can mean to a whole country, then Brandon Easton, uh, it says, uh, Future State's uh, Mr. Miracle, and Steve Lieber, and he's drawn Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, take readers to the streets of Metropolis to show how one hero can mean so much to an individual in pain. Which, that's kind of cool. I, I like the fact that they're uh, focusing on uh, smaller stories instead of, like, the the grand scale of, like, uh, fucking Chicken Little, the sky is falling. <laughs> like, it's just, like, more uh, in-depth stories. And, and the reason I, I – and there's one more, but I just want to kind of break things down real quick. But that sounds more or less like a story that you would read in something like Black Hammer. Like a more – uh down to earth still with the supernatural aspects of you know an alien who could 
burn it all down if he wants to. If he really as, wanted to. As uh, Bruce Wayne would say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I like that they're more contained, and uh, I, I really am excited to check that one out to see, like, what the whole i mean the way they say this individual in pain and what he means to him um hope it's not like electro and spider-man <laughs> it's my birthday <laughs> uh and then the last one plus writer slash artist west craig he's uh the creator behind uh the likes of deadly class um tells the tale of superman's early days and the man who inspired him to become the hero he is today Oh, so there is one, maybe two more. All right, let me just. So there are more. They just made another paragraph, which is weird. Uh, Marguerite uh, Bennett and artist Jill Thompson give us a tale of Clark Kent while Dan Waters and Danny. Danny. There's there's no last name. (laughs) I don't want to make the (laughs) the connection, but I want to say it. (laughs) That punk bitch, Danny. Um, the team behind Coffinbound bring us an outlandish fable about what happens when all colors are stolen. So yeah, they kind of condense those last three ones. You get but, five. Yeah, so you get five different stories, which mm-hmm. is crazy. I thought you got three. I thought the Wes Craig one was the last one. Oh, so yeah, I'm just, I mean, I just started reading this beginning one real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like it's more an emotional take on his, his psyche, like okay. what he's thinking or whatever, while he's going through some of these, um, it's uh, it seems like all monologue, like inner monologue that mm-hmm. you're that you're reading, like the stuff that he's actually thinking while he goes through his day to day and the shit that he has to do. Okay, and that's the one where he confronts a villain that still haunts him. I'm guessing. Maybe I'm seeing. I, there's a panel where he's blowing a hole through this dude's chest, so that could Jesus. be <laughs> that could be true. Somebody that made him cross that line. Yeah. So I don't know exactly, but uh, that's the first story, and I didn't want to read anymore. Just yeah, you know, okay. save it for the readers. So I, like I said, I mean, th- this really pulled my attention. One with the artwork, the co- the cover art is just incredible. But I like this. I like the idea of anthologies. I think that. When like where we're at right now, we always are going to have these bigger companies exploding and recreating their universes like how DC just did with Future State. And now we're on what is it? Infinite something infinite final infinite or something like that. And it's just retelling of store of different characters and the the multiverse in general. And then we had Marvel do the same thing a couple years back and now they just rebooted X-Men and like we're we're never going to get past that. It's always going to happen. But I like the fact that they're making these anthology series for people who like me, which I mean, I I like reading comics, but I don't have the time or really the energy to put my efforts into reading a ongoing series. So I like the fact that they're like, "Okay, we understand there are people out there like this. You want to read about this character? Here are some anthologies with good writers and good artists." who want to make these own stories that don't fit anywhere. So we're going to let them have 10 pages each to tell a story, and then you get five stories in one book. I think that's awesome. I really like that idea of it. And, I mean, this has 40 pages, cover price of five ninety nine, so a dollar more than Marvel, but, I mean, it's it's Superman. Um, it, you know, I guess that's what they're going to do. Uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't too mad at, at spending it. It was, it was 6 bucks for what five different stories yeah yeah so five different stories not only just different stories but different artwork and different takes on the character in general 
So I, I really am not mad that I paid six bucks for five different stories. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I was just thinking too. Um, when was I thinking this? I think it was earlier this week because I was like, I know this dude's about to bust out like four or five different new comics to read, right? <laughs> and I had just made this list that I have not read. Mm-hmm. By the way, I haven't read all of them, uh, nowhere near. But just I was just like, fuck, like. <laughs> There's so many like okay like when you say new comic book day I'm like god damn like there's so many new like it's not even just like ongoing series it's fucking new series that issue come out ones. yeah issue ones that come out and I'm like hold to keep up with that or try to keep up with that you mm-hmm. obviously see it doesn't work Joel's a prime example of that because he fucking <laughs> has a you know a laundry list of books that he has to catch up on you and know? movies and movies that boy is <laughs> fucked <laughs> which by the way he did fulfill his promise you guys he did watch uh, Young Guns I didn't make a new thing yet uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to make a, a graphic for it I just haven't done it yet kind of been lazy and uh, other things but um we can work on that if you if you have ideas and you want to run by it run by me, i can help you out i just it. wanted a super simple like <laughs> joel's fucking face looking stupid and <laughs> the two movies up there joel's head on a pig's body yeah, that's it yeah, that swine. <laughs> swine yeah there you go boom there it is and then two options right there that could just be filled in both you know every week and then they can circle which one they want but that's, um, that's exactly what it's gonna be yeah that's it <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so, like, I was also, that's why I was thinking, it's just, like, there's so many different, there's so much different content out there, but, that all being said, um, when I first started reading Saga, and I was like, man, this is really good, the writing's fucking dope, like, it's, it's not exactly what I remember comics being, or at least reading, like, um, the reading material that I grew up with, right? It didn't. It didn't feel the same. It, mm-hmm. uh, it, it felt like it was dealing with other shit that I wasn't used to and stuff that I wasn't familiar with, like in that medium. So I was like, oh, I really love the dialogue between these two. It feels super real. And then to go and read something's killing the children, right? And then to go read uh, whatever else I was reading at the time. I'm starting to notice that that just seems to be the norm. Like, the writing out there is a lot fucking better than what I remember it being. And I think a lot of that has to do with getting off of the whole, the capes and cowl things that you say all the time. Yeah. The fatigue. Yeah, I believe that's true because I always stuck in that realm of, like, when I think comic, that's what I think. You know, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not really thinking of the other shit. But now that I'm reading outside of it, um, you know... And I, I see that with uh, The Last Ronin as well. It seems like it's gotten a lot deeper in issue two than issue one. I mean, for me, it, it feels like that. And uh, I I feel like that's that's now the the bar that these writers are setting, you know. So when you, you bring up this new these new comics where you're like, oh, man, this story is this or this story is that, I'm pulled in now because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because it's totally different than what I expect to be reading um, when I'm reading a superhero or a, a sci-fi or some other shit. Like, I can expect to be like, this is actually kind of cool because I actually just read, like I told you, I had read the issue of uh, We Lived. And mm-hmm. I thought I would, thought I was getting one thing when I first started the comic, and it was completely different once I started getting into it. And I was like, wow, okay. And on top of it, it looked fucking awesome. Like, it looked awesome. And I was like, visually, I'm pulled in. The story is awesome. So there was another example of just being reading and uh, like saying, okay, this is dope. Like, and I want to get into this fucking, what one did I write down? Um, oh, the Department of Truth. Hell I, yeah. I, I want to read that, and I haven't done that yet. I did read the X-Men Legends. Uh, not all of it, but I read a, a, 
you know, uh, it's all about the, uh, the Summers Brothers. Yep, I read a handful of pages of that, and that's fucking awesome. Like, straight up, like what we were saying as far as the '90s go. Like, mm-hmm. if you have any kind of like love for the '90s X-Men, do yourself a favor and fucking pick up that comic because it is also gorgeous and it feels like everything you remember, but fucking more refined. I guess <laughs> uh, the colors and everything around there are sweet. So yeah. Uh, there are a lot of comics out there, and there is a lot of shit that we do cover, but do yourself a favor and read some of it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, especially as a little brother, that is probably my most proud and favorite monologue that Juan has ever given on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been giving, I've been trying to get Juan to read comics for ever. I, I think I've always told Juan about like different comic books that I like or that I'm reading, and it was, I mean, he, he like, he gets into the conversations, but I know he doesn't want to read them, no. <laughs> which is fine. Like, I, I know a lot of people tend to do that stuff, but like, yeah, that was probably my favorite monologue you've ever given no. on this podcast. Dude, got goosebumps and shit, man. Yeah, I'm crying. Don't look. <laughs> um, but yeah, so to furthermore, what you were saying about like the writing and the possibility that became more with like independent and the moving away from capes and stuff, um, I, I think what, what especially growing up in our generation, like we grew up with Saturday morning cartoons. So I think that really had an effect and play on how comics were written back then. I agree. Because I mean, it really was just that it was like one, it, which one I, I say this knowing how I praise Hellboy and stuff, but it was different because it was more of a cheesy, like you got this random bad guy and you beat him by the end of the issue. And then it's on to the next one, on to the next one. It just felt like an, episode of saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. now the reason that's different from hellboy is because not in, in every issue it's not him beating a bad guy sometimes it's just experiencing something and giving growth to the character or um you know having to help a village with something random and it just it, it shows more about the character and that that's the difference between uh self-contained storylines and one episode issues um, when it comes to old school 90 books. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because I know I always say, like, I love that this explores more of who he is. And then I'm saying, oh, well, I hate that. It's it's not even that I hate it. It was just it, it was cheesy for the 90s because you had that 90s writing like you have little ass Wolverine always doing the Wolverine's going to Wolverine, you know, he's going to attack like an idiot. And then Cyclops has to get him out of it. Yeah. And he's like, don't touch me, Dick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, just to furthermore, like what you were saying, I I think that was another thing why you didn't really mesh with them so much is because they are like how you said, they're so much different nowadays. Um, And yeah, like I said, uh, Superman red and blue, Five ninety nine, forty pages, and it's just a. From what it looks like, it look it's a really good anthology. And from what I've heard today of other people who read it, it's a really good anthology story of Clark Kent, of Superman, and just stuff he's experienced throughout his life, written and drawn by uh, different creative teams. Yeah, fuck Batman. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, on to the top two picks of the week so this one i'm actually uh i want Juan to look this one up it is called orphan and the five beasts number one okay i was actually breastfed oh yeah rub that in my orphan face (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't watched sonic please do yourself a favor and watch sonic the hedgehog 
Jim Carrey is amazing. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, Joel. There's um, a- <laughs> Orphan, Orphan and the what? Orphan and the Five Beasts, Ooh. issue one. Uh, and I'll talk about this one in a second. Uh, while Juan's looking that up, I just that we mentioned uh, Jim Carrey, uh, there's rumors going around right now that he's actually the front runner for the villain of what will be Deadpool 3. That's weird. So it's <laughs> weird, but there are a lot of characters who he could play. I'm not familiar all- with a lot of Deadpool's enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, neither am I. Yeah. But I, I just think that he could play a lot of different villainous roles, even if it doesn't have to be like Dr. Robotnik. But I'm just excited that he's coming out back. of anything, if this rumor is true, which, of course, rumor, um, but if this does end up being confirmed, that's so awesome that a movie like Sonic the Hedgehog gave Brought him back to life, life back to his acting career, which is awesome. And I just want to see this man back in you know the spotlight. The Mask 2, bro. Or The Mask 3. <laughs> Good God. Maybe the mask <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> um, did you get it pulled up? Uh yeah, not it's not actually on this. Okay, but go it's to on uh, here though. Go to Dark Horse just type in uh Orphan of the Five Beasts number one okay. and then pull up the Dark Horse comics thing. Because they actually have a preview of it and I wanted to go oh, over really? the first few pages. Okay. Um, um because this book is freaking gorgeous. So I am actually not too familiar. While, look, while Juan looks that up, I'm not too, uh, too familiar with who this uh, writer artist is. But so this is written and uh, illustrated by an artist and writer named James Stokey or Stoko, James Stoko, and um, it is called, like I said, Orphan and the Five Beasts. And this is a Dark Horse Comics number one coming at uh, at you for three ninety nine. So. Again, um, Dark Horse Comics does a really good job at keeping most of their titles at a solid price of three ninety nine. Get a lot of really good stuff in this too, because, uh, like I said in the past, indie books usually tend to have more um, more effort into their uh, their books just because they they know I'm trying to make that money, bro. Yeah, and they know that the, the character doesn't hold the weight yet. Right. Like pe- people have to give it a shot first. It's not. Iron Man, and they're just gonna pick it up because oh, it has Iron Man. Oh, orphan! No way! <laughs> yeah, fucking <laughs> hell yeah, orphan! I love orphan. Um, so yeah, this goes on to say a brand new kung fu epic from James Stoko, the creator behind Orc Stain and Aliens Dead Orbit. So have you read uh, any of those? No, I have not. Uh, but he's worked with uh, the Alien franchise, so that's pretty cool. Um, it says, spurred on by her master's dying words, the adopted warrior. Or, and this is a weird name, but I like it. Orphan Mo seeks to find the five former uh, disciples who now threaten the land with corruption from their demonic powers. Part five, Deadly Venoms, and part Surreal Grindhouse, James Stoko brings his knack for the ultra-detailed fantasy imagery and over-the-top violence to this classic tale of revenge. And Sci-Fi Wire has a quote saying his artwork is astonishingly or astonishingly detailed with an infectious, monstrous energy and uh, dynamism uh, that needs to be experienced by every fan of comic books. I will say right off rip because I just looked up this orc stain mm-hmm. to get some more, uh, you know, visual. I guess ammo for what I am loading up for. Yeah. Uh, definitely. If you guys remember the fucking Where's Waldo, 
like the amount of shit that was going on in some oh, of those the pages. Detail? Yeah, the mm-hmm. amount of detail and shit that was going on in between individual characters, like on those pages. <laughs> I would say just in this first few couple panels that you see on this orc stain, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. There's like tons of people on these on these on these pan or, you know on the on the page, and there's all kinds of stuff happening like everywhere, on the page. Yeah, Juan hit that directly on the head. <laughs> you know, like he he was spot on with that description. Oh wow, man! Like the dude. All right, so this dude on this orc stain. Before we get into even this comic that we're about to talk about, he, the orc stain sounds so gross. He, like. <laughs> You're not wrong. He created, he wrote it, drew it, and colored it. Mm-hmm. He did all this shit. So he the, said, "Ain't nobody getting no money from yeah, me." The dedication from this guy. Um, as far as that orc stand, you, there's only seven issues. I'm not sure if it got done after that or if it's may have on, just been a because it looks no, like an old two, book. Yeah, 2012. Yeah, so it may have a, just been the like a small run maybe seven issues y'all if you want to pick that shit up but yeah he seems like a fucking dope artist legend has it he printed them himself as well (laughs) on his own fucking (laughs) hp printer uh so yeah um that's the little synopsis of this book and the reason i wanted juan to pull this up is because there's actually a little bit of a um a preview mm-hmm. of the the first page or the first few pages and i actually read this so i i just wanted to kind of go over it with one and uh if you do want to look this up i just type in orphan and the five beasts number one and uh the very first link should pull you up to dark horse's website and if you look underneath the the cover of uh, the cover image mm-hmm. it will have uh, a few pages and you could just click it it'll say preview and you can check out i think it's the first five pages of the comic it looks like that yeah, so I mean it starts off with gorgeous imagery of this like uh like countryside, all these trees, a lot of uh mist and everything in there and then we kind of jump right into the action which I always like. I think it's fun because it, it instantly pulls you in like, "Oh shit." That's how I always did my stories when I was short storying it. That's I like me. I, I didn't do a lot of build up. <laughs> I was just like fucking right in there. <laughs> Like in the, my first line of dialogue, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like, you know what I mean, like there was like no, what the fuck happened? Like that that was how I always started my story. I thought that was like the coolest shit. Like that was gonna blow readers' minds. Like, oh my god, I'm in the shit already. Like, Juan's first line is the killer saying, "You know what it is. <laughs> you know who I am." Just like I, I always thought that that would bring suck somebody into my story. Um, I think more more now i i kind of want to build up a little bit of like detail as far as like where i'm at or something <laughs> but yeah i always used to start off with like fucking dialogue of like oh shit or like just like some shit that would pull you in one's just a full spread <laughs> one full page of a guy yeah you don't get any build up <laughs> nothing it's just that oh shit you know, oh my god i fucking huffing and puffing like he's already out of breath <laughs> But yeah, so you get this guy. I mean, it, it's clearly like it, it pulls you in because you're like, what the fuck is up with this dude? Like he's he's bleeding. He's got scratches everywhere. He's got an eye patch. And yeah. He's just he's sprinting for his life away from something. And then you go to the next page. And this is our first introduction to who I can only assume is Orphan Mo. Orphan uh, Mo. No parents. <laughs> um, and she's training. She's she's attacking all these. Uh, different dummy stands and she's clearly putting in work and i I like the action in here because uh we get like 
in just imagery of her face, the de- like determination, and then a jump off point, and then all we see are the strikes, which is pretty cool. It it, it, it makes it feel very fast paced. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of dummies that she goes through. Mm-hmm. A lot of work to make those up. Yeah, I mean they all have sewn lines too, like she's cut them before. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. And, and then, uh, yeah. So uh, next page, you know, she sees this guy. She uh, tries to help him. She ends up seeing this very grotesque looking symbol on his head and then we get thrown into a scene with who we end up finding out is her master but this dude gives me like kind of like that weird anime almost like not really master roshi because he's pervy (laughs) but like that old man that crazy old man in in uh any given anime type of thing that's kind of just there randomly for a few moments <laughs> and says some, says some weird shit he's the guy from fucking ninja scroll yeah that's that's a, i was trying to think because i was gonna say studio ghibli but i was like there's a lot of movies <laughs> but yeah ninja scroll he's um, uh fucking uh what's that dude the dude banging halle berry i can't remember <laughs> billy bob billy Thornton, bob Thornton, that's yeah, who it yeah, is. yeah yeah like they think that character yeah <laughs> not in <laughs> he doesn't do that in Ninja Scroll. <laughs> baby trust me don't rewatch Ninja Scroll to see if he bangs Halle Berry yeah, doesn't it doesn't do it happen there. watch Monster Ball yeah do that one um, but yeah so uh, we just get jumped into this story where this guy is, he's I mean, he's taking like this weird medicine bath and um, he's muttering all this weird stuff about corruption and um, the festering of spirit and this plague of five and She's kind of telling him to, you know, stop talking and she he needs this stuff that's supposed to help him. And where is it? Uh, so. Oh, wait, she this dude's getting a bath. This old dude's getting a bath. Yeah. I thought the other guy <laughs> that was getting like his head exploded. No, 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 no. I, I think he died. Oh, I, so he's it, dead. I, I don't know if this like we'll probably get clarification. Later I feel like on. this is like we're missing some shit. At yeah. This point. I, I'm wondering if, if it jumped a little bit, a little bit, because I feel like dude's head almost exploded or something. <laughs> And dude was just like, yeah, now it's bath time after that. <laughs> so during bath time, um, after he's muttering all this stuff, he's like coughing up a lung, it looks like. And he's like, stop fussing over me and listen to my words for they will be my last. Mm, damn, he and said, he, I'm about to die right now. <laughs> yeah, he said, listen to this. I'm out of here. Uh, he says, my mistakes now fall upon you uh, to write. Uh, I took you in as a foundling, raised you, trained you in the ways of my art. And then he says, orphan mo." Do you stand ready to erase the shame from your house? And she nods yes. Um, and then he goes on to tell this story of this, like, uh, he says, the mark you saw branded on that poor wrench's head it is old and twisted symbol. Uh, and it one that mocks, uh, mocks me and it's kind of small, sorry. Oh, no, it says mocks me of past failings. Yeah, I'm trying to blow it up on my uh, said, iPad zoom, and it's zoom, not Dad. working. It's like it's zooming Enhance. in on his face. Uh, but yeah, so then you get this like little tale of what happened in this valley and everything like that. Demon. And this, yeah, this demon that came around. And uh, he says, soon enough, all four corners of my home were firmly between this demon's jaws. And uh, the folk were squeezed tighter and tighter. That is when they came to me, and it showcases what I can only believe five, are whatever. his five pupils, like his five past students who, from what the synopsis says, turned bad. And But I, I love the introduction of them. Like, that that whole, this whole page is just incredible. The artwork is oh, yeah, real nuts. Good. For, for 399 
like I feel like I robbed this yeah, dude. Yeah, this guy got robbed. Like, like I, I whooped his ass and was like, "Yeah, give me that book, bro." <laughs> like I feel bad only ass. paying three dollars for how gorgeous this book is, and I really hope he sells a lot because he deserves so much money for this. Yeah, it's really good looking. Um, but yeah, just the the way he showcases the these characters <laughs> on the list, the way he showcases these characters. And the way they bring them out, it looks so cool because they you can tell they all have physical differences. There's one that's taller and a lot bigger than the other ones. There's one that's kind of shorter and skinnier. And you can only start to imagine like what their characteristics are going to be. And I'm excited to see who they are as characters. But it, it just feels like this is building out the story of something that's going to be pretty awesome. Um, and based on what the story's already shown me, it's good writing. The action seems like spot on it looks really cool so i'm excited to see orphan mo take on a an actual opponent instead of some bags i wonder um, you see inside the cover how there's five dudes inside that like wall all these dudes yeah you are those not the beasts uh they don't look like it they don't look like they're the beasts they, they look like they're just like they look like they're part of her journey it looks like diglett <laughs> it looks like they're about to be part it looked like krillin <laughs> Fucking yeah! Oh yeah. wait, you're, I'm talking about the black like so the demons look up in the top left. Oh they, yeah, they, yeah. They, and it's cool because he mixes it in with the cover so you don't see it fully okay. until you look at the the last two and there's faces on them. I think those are the five demons. Oh, okay, but yeah, the the other the the I'm band you, of yeah, misfits, the band, like the mercenaries or something, <laughs> the monk and shit down there. The yeah. other orphans. Yeah. it looks like I feel with, like fucking with the orphans. Yeah, how's it a big meetup with the orphans? Wasn't there? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too when I fucking seen this shit. Um, so a couple thoughts. Uh, one of them being it's kind of fucked up. This dude just dies off. It seems like this dude's gonna die off and be like, "Yo, yo, I kind of fucked up a lot back in the day." You know, you're gonna have to deal with that shit. Sorry about that. Like, so, oh, I'm sorry, Juan. Almost <laughs> like your beloved Tony Stark. What? I mean, what, no, he didn't do all that shit. No, he didn't bring fucking Thanos. Everyone's villain is because of Tony Stark. Not that. Not Thanos. Not that one. Uh, it wasn't his fault. No, but that's what the fucking that's what this old dude just said. He was like, "Yo, I'm about to tell you a tale, and then I'm gonna die, and then you're gonna have to deal with the shit, right? You good?" Yeah. He said, "Are you ready to right the wrongs of <laughs> your she house?" Just not, she just nodded, like, "Yeah, dude, I'm down." I feel like down. I'm an orphan, bro. This ain't my house. <laughs> and now you're really an orphan because I'm about to die. Like I'm gone, gone. You, you alone. Yeah, that's what this comic is. Sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can. I can stroke this comic all day just because it's it's worth it. Um, Looks cool. Yeah, if, if 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 anything like that sounds like up your alley, it really does sound like a. What you got that shit on you right now? Yeah, it's right here. Oh wow! Boom! Check it out! Check 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 it out! Um, <laughs> 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 audio podcast. So Juan grabbed it. Act like he just bent it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if this is something that sounds like it's up your alley, I mean, this is this is definitely. I would say this is something for an anime fan. Uh, for somebody who likes hyper detail, the artwork really does. Re he, he reminds me of a uh, Jake Smith of sorts, like um from the Punch or. Uh, blunt force trauma. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 like that that cartoony yeah, hyper but, stylized, yeah, like say, highly like, detailed, yeah, way more detailed. Yeah, than that, that, but like, yeah, that type of style. I mm -hmm. get what you mean. Um, but yeah, so if if what we just talked about the the first few pages and stuff, I wanted to go over those one because they offered it on the website and right. stuff. But two, 
because I wanted to, just in case someone's into it, that's how much faith I have in this book. Like, I, I'm really excited for this comic book. So if it sounds like anything up your alley, definitely go check it out. Three ninety nine at your comic we, shop. and We don't know how long of a run this one's going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing it's not going to be too long. It's a, it's a story of... Uh, redemption and maybe ten salvation. Issues. Yeah, I, I would say ten or less. Ooh, I, I mean, yeah. So you're you're looking at what twenty bucks, thirty mm-hmm. bucks, thirty bucks for a fucking dope ass. Maybe probably going to be turned into a cartoon. Yeah, I mean, I shit. Just the way it looks, I I hope this dude works on some t- something, a video <laughs> some game title. or some shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is Orphan Mo and the Five Beasts from Dark Horse Comics. And last up. Uh, I I think people will like this. Maybe it's just me because I got that kaiju fetish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is coming from a uh, Skybound Entertainment, which is uh, a sub publisher from uh, Image Comics, uh, more recognized as Robert Kirkman's publishing okay. house. Which, uh, if you don't know Robert Kirkman, think Invincible, think The Walking Dead. He's the man who took Image Comics by force and was like, hey. I'm your what is he the president now or like the, I'm the C- man. CCO now he's he's something high up because of the Walking Dead and Invincible, um, but yeah he was like I want my own little print house I want my own black label so he has Skybound now and they're they've been knocking out a bunch of different titles uh, and this new one is called Ultra Mega and one I was drawn to this of course because of kaiju because of giant hero-esque uh battles and everything like that and because it's robert kirkman skybound but the thing that really pulled me in i'll give you the colorist name first because he deserves so much more recognition and respect than he gets of course in the uh professional era he does and that is uh dave stewart he's won so many awards for his coloring uh, it's just he's not a household name, but this dude works on everything, and he's one of the main reasons why I love Hellboy. He's really good with that like uh, watercolor style, but he can translate it to anything he wants. Now, the person who is the writer and artist for this is a man named James Heron, and uh, James Heron has done work for books like BPRD and a uh, book written by John Arcudi called uh, Rumble. Uh, but yeah, amazing, amazing artist, and he's a really good writer as well. So uh, it says Ultra Mega Number One. It says a cosmic plague has spread, transforming everyday people into violent, monstrous kaiju. Uh, only the Ultra Mega, three individuals imbued with incredible powers, hold the line against this madness. Their battle level sit or their battles level cities and leave untold horror in their wake. Now the final reckoning approaches for the Ultra Mega, but is this a war they can even win? And uh, it says that, you know, brought to you by Skybound Original, uh, James Heron, Eisner Award-winning colorist Dave Stewart. Each issue is extra. Oh, yeah, and this is what I think is really cool, too. So each issue is oversized with 60 pages. Uh, Damn. Yeah, that can barely contain its giant heroes, creatures, and devastation. Uh, Register Pitch, the high-impact adventure of Extremity uh, with the kaiju-esque monster action uh, scenes of Pacific Rim. And 
of course this is a it's more of a premium type of book so it has like a cardboard it, it almost feels like a a mini um trade paperback so here i'm gonna hand this to juan because i got to look at it a little bit already but it has like the cardboard cover uh instead of like just the paper like seems the, like a normal volume comic. And shit yeah so it's it's like a premium book uh 60 pages and this clocks in at 7.99 um but considering you're you're basically getting half of a trade paperback it's it's i think it's worth it a dollar every 10 pages or so mm-hmm. uh so i i think i think I that lied. that that fits it's dope yeah the the artwork is incredible um now if you do pull up ultra mega online um, it looks like Ultraman. yeah and, and realistically is it supposed to I, I I think so. I think he's supposed to. He's just supposed to resemble those. Like, hey, I fight monsters. I grow into this thing. Okay. <laughs> I look like I look like that guy. I, I look like him. All right. Um. But yeah, look up uh, Ultra Mega online real quick, Juan. Just type in Ultra Mega number one. Okay. And then go to the um. Where are you, Image Comics? Okay, the first one should be Image Comics. Okay. And click on that. And then you can type. Is that it? I mean, yeah. Click on issue one. Issue one. You got. You got. Okay. Now look. Click on look inside right under it. Look inside. So again, just like the other one, if you do want to get a preview of what this book is, um, go to Image Comics. Look up Ultra Mega issue one, and it'll show you the cover. And right below the cover art, it'll say look inside, and it'll give you a little preview. Oh, definitely. Um, not the not the, not the beginning. Huh? Definitely, like it's it's scattered. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. But that's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the the first page is is the beginning, and this this I actually when once I saw this, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool because whenever you think of people who think of like Attack on Titan, of course, you have um, Aaron who becomes spoiler uh he has the ability to become a Whoa. titan and everything like yeah, that really major spoiler <laughs> i mean the shit's been out what are we on season four season five major spoiler if you're not watching it you don't want to watch it <laughs> um but yeah so you you get these characters who are you know fit they're like some type of combat ready type of characters and everything and this kind of showcases this character who for some odd reason he's like carrying this like Stuffed animal, Is that a monkey he's, pig, something man bear pig. <laughs> man bear pig. Uh, he's got flip flops on. He looks like an overweight dad with a thick mustache. He's kind of balding. He's got like a receding hairline. He really do. And really dirty clothes on. He looks like if uh, fucking Gordon gave up on life. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah he does. Um, oh, did you ever watch that? Uh, the Bat in the Sun series. I did not watch that actually. Uh, <laughs> Rico's Roughnecks. He he plays Commissioner Gordon. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, he's only in it for like two seconds. I'm not so watching don't, it. Don't get too <laughs> I'm excited. Not, I'm done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it, it kind of jumps off. Uh, he says, "Years, years with no days off. Years spent away from my family. Years spent in crowds." He's kind of going You're on. You like, read it like that too. All fucking depressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he that's how he's emoting. Uh, yeah, uh, but so. yeah, so he he's like just going on about this the city and how life used to be way cooler. <laughs> And it's it's just showing him walking around in what is now a post kaiju world and um, like a really messed up looking world. It, it seems it's futuristic, but everybody looks kind of depressed and crazy. Monster juice on him. Yeah, and then it, it cuts straight from him having this like little 
monologue to him noticing this like green tinted woman and she's walking with this kid and he walks up and he's like ma'am and he says ma'am please and his voice his dialogue goes from normal to red to so, so i'm guessing his voice is starting to alter and he says please and it says step away from the boy please and then it shows his face and he's changed and he's turning into this what they call ultra mega and he's getting it, his ass beat yeah and it shows some <laughs> extra stuff but uh i i just i i like the fact that this is going to be a story not telling the which i hope it goes back to and gives you a little bit more of what happened in the past but again it's, it's something that kind of jumps you i will in the say middle. i will tell you it definitely does oh it does it definitely does oh, okay you're like you're like that's it i i don't know how far along into the book that is but it definitely you definitely get some backstory okay uh but yeah i mean the artwork is incredible looking and it's for me it's just it's some kaiju goodness i mean yeah i i i'm not gonna lie i take this one over that fucking heist kaiju book like i'm still not (laughs) i'm still not sold on that heist kaiju book this sounds a lot cooler he said this is what it's supposed to be this is what it's supposed to be this is what you want stealing money during the kaiju attack i'm good on it i mean maybe but it's dope i like it so uh, far (laughs) no i'm not feeling it i'm really feeling this i just i'm feeling this one you want the fighting one yeah. needs the action. The fighting, and even I've read some of the dialogue in this book already, and it seems like it's really tongue-in-cheek and just, like, kind of dry. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I feel like I, I feel this book a lot more than the other one. And oh, okay. It's, and it's Kirkman Studios, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so, you know, it had to pass some big names to be like, all right. He said, Is it gonna, it. can we make a show out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be on AMC for yeah. 10 years? <laughs> all right, then. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> You're in, kid. All right, uh, but yeah, so those are our picks of the week. In recap, we have uh, Captain America annual tribute or anniversary tribute number one. In terms of like where I sit, that sounds okay. Pretty good. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. Sounds man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. (laughs) We got Superman red and blue coming at you from DC. This is issue one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, James Stokey bringing you, or Stoko bringing you Orphan and the Five Beast issue one from Dark Horse That's Comics. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot, hot. That's hot. And James Heron, Dave Stewart, Ultra Mega number one from Skybound Entertainment. This is actually also hot. This is pretty hot. <laughs> nice. He's, then I, I, I did, I did something right. I did my job. I, I, I listed them in the, in the way I was hoping. Yeah, it's pretty so hot. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty pumped up about that. But yeah, so if any of those sound up your alley, make sure you hit up your local comic shop. And again, if you are not already, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and we have these up every Wednesday that they come out instead of having to wait until the next Monday. Um, If you are somebody who wants to go to the comic shop that week and not miss out on these books or... If you're somebody that doesn't want to miss out in general, like uh, I can tell you right now, Tardy's did sell out of the Orphan and the Five Beasts, which they were not expecting to. That was actually Gavin's pick of the week as well. And oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so that's why when he saw that I made it before, he was like, ah, good stuff. Mm, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so that sold out there. So if it is like if any of these, if you if you like some of the books that you've been hearing recently, um, make sure you check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our social media in general, and you can find it there on the Wednesday that they release so you don't miss out on anything and have to get a second print or go to a aftermarket like eBay. That's right. 
right. <laughs> and uh, next up, video games. Right, video games? Yeah, so since it's just you. It's been a minute. Since it's just you. I, are you, you don't have to send me in some shit. You can just wait until it's done, and then you can say it out loud because there's nobody else here. I ain't getting this one. I know that. Oh, uh, you'll I get it. I suck at video no, games. No, you should get it. You, maybe. It don't work that way. All right, here we go. <laughs> Fuck, there's like 50 of them. <laughs> So is this going to be some of that fuck around stuff where like one of the notes is higher than the other ones? It's Pokemon. I mean, yeah, where? <sighs> it's, it's on Game Boy. It is on Game Boy. And I don't know if Red or Blue are the first ones, but I'm going to say Pokemon Red and fuck around. <laughs> hey, you yeah? got it right. Yeah, you got it. Well, just to be clear, you would have got it right. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, you would have got it right had you said Red, Blue, or Yellow. Okay. After that, it starts fucking getting different. So it, <laughs> it's all crazy. Yeah, that is the battle trainer, the trainer, uh, the battle theme for the mm-hmm. trainers on red, blue, and yellow. Okay. So what? That, that doesn't happen every time somebody comes up to you in the fields. I mean, it says that it says. Well, you are. A tra- oh yeah, they are, tra- I'm are a trainer. I'm thinking of the gym. I'm thinking of yeah, the gym. Yeah, uh, you are a trainer. Yeah. Um, Yo, so, that shit used to piss me off. I mean, Joel could have had some easy points. That's nah, too bad he ain't for shit. That's too bad for Joel. Uh, but yeah, so you get a point. You yeah. are at officially at six. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. And then I was gonna ask Joel. I was gonna ask Joel what year it came out. Ooh, I think he would know that. He, he, I, I think Joel would know that. He probably would. We'll save that for next time. <laughs> He's like, why are you bringing up Pokemon? <laughs> 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 All right. Um. So I actually do not want to butcher this next piece with some of uh, the wrong information that I could be having in my brain. So let me pull this up so I can have the information in front of me. All right. So uh, I can't remember who released this. Anyways, last week, early last week. They announced a brand new upcoming Ninja Turtles video game, yeah. and I, I'm I'm super pumped to talk about this one. This one has been something that I've wanted to talk about last week, and we ended up uh, canceling last week and everything like that. But I'm really excited to talk about it right now. So the report that I have, I can't remember where I got the news from, but I'll just read you our post on Instagram. It says, "Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge." Um, Okay, yeah, that was the title. And sorry, it, it, this is from uh, what is it, the IGTV, the longer format videos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so the title was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, and then it goes on to say, "All of you Turtles in Time fans, rejoice!" Today, publisher, uh, yeah, I don't even what know who is publishes. It's, it's not is it not Konami? Dotemu, 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 Dotemu Games. And game developer Tribute Games revealed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, described as a classically informed side-scrolling beat-em-up directly inspired by classic TMNT games. Shredder's Revenge is a four-player co-op beat-em-up in the classic Konami style. Uh, 
Dotimu, <laughs> Dotimu games. I do not know how to I say. I feel that. like it's just dot emu. Dot emu. I don't know. That's dot emu games is the publisher. Be oh yeah, so they're the publisher behind uh, Streets of uh, yeah last year's uh, Streets, Streets of, Rage. of Rage. Oh dude, mm-hmm. they're jumping. They're they're like yeah, fucking yeah. Right. Streets of Rage Bring was it back, amazing. Bro. Yeah, they're they're especially with the, the visuals behind. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, I, I I love this company already. <laughs> Uh, so here's the official setup of the game story and mechanics. With Bebop and Rocksteady assuming or uh, amassing gizmos to support Krang and the Shredder's last latest scheme, good lord, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge finds the Turtles battling through a breathless tour of iconic TMNT locations to thwart their enemies' uh, most diabolical plan yet. Armed with shell-shocking new abilities built on a foundation of classic brawling mechanics, the gang are. The gang is in for a okay, uh, <laughs> articles air uh, is in for an exhilarating Foot Clan stomping romp, leading them through the sewers and busting burrows of New York City all the way to Dimension X. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge is bound for unspecified consoles and PC platforms. Um, and they did not release a date yet for when this is coming out or anything like that. But the trailer that they gave out for this was fucking epic. So they gave this recreation of the old school uh, 80s animated show. The, the trailer that everybody loves, the song, the theme song that everybody grew up with. They recreated it. I think the music, yeah, the music is even different, but the biggest thing that stood out to me was the animation. And it was phenomenal. I remember seeing this and I got so pumped because I thought it was a new cartoon. I thought it was just somebody like fan creation. Yeah. That's what, when, when you sent it, I was like, ah, yeah, I'll check this out soon. And I started watching (laughs) it and I was like, ah, it's a fan creation. That's pretty dope. Like they redid the, the whole beginning. I was like, that's a dope. That's dope. And then mm-hmm. as I was watching it more, I was like, this is a little different. It's like, this is different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I just thought it was a, a recreation of the original cartoon, or at least into that game mm-hmm. or whatever. So, and then it turned into something else. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then, uh, so at the end, you, you get the full song, like played all the way through, animation all the way through. And then they revealed gameplay. And yeah, I mean, just like Streets of Rage 4. It's uh, it's not as cartoony as that one did. Like the the animation built into the theme song reminds me of the Streets of Rage animation for the game. Okay, and uh, which I I love that. I thought that was gorgeous looking. Playing through that, uh, hell, Juan played through the the game the first night with Juan Pedro. I played through it with Chino, and we all had a hell of a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I was in love with that stuff and. Then they, they, for this one, it's more of a pixelated look. Like, I don't know if it's uh, maybe 16-bit. It, maybe even more than that. But, yeah, it, I feel like it's, it's, way, it's way more pixelated than what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it gives you exactly what Turtles in Time or the old arcade game did. It, it has the same uh, style, like the side-scrolling beat-em-up and everything like that. And I'm just excited to see what the improvements are for what what they had added to it i feel like as far as like the play- gameplay mechanics you're gonna get a bunch more different i i would imagine some combos and like special ups like 
power ups. You got way more buttons now. <laughs> I feel like there's. I don't know if they'll take advantage of all the buttons, but I feel like you almost need to at this point. But don't mm-hmm. do overdo it. Like uh, that's one of the main issues with some of the like remake beat 'em up games is that there's too much shit going on. Like you want to keep it simple. You know, you want to beat people up and you want to like add on to your combo in some ways. Maybe like have like three or four different combo types. But once you start like fucking up, like oh this button does this and this button does this, it, it just becomes too almost too complicated to enjoy. You know when you're trying to figure out all this other shit. Um, visually, yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, it seems like we're gonna be going to uh, the fucking new station, Channel Six. Oh, that's which awesome. I don't think we've ever been to in a turtle game yet. I don't think we've ever been to Channel Six. Yeah, I, as far as I can recall, yeah, I don't. I, don't I think so. yeah, I don't think so. Um. And also the fact that we're getting four-player co-op. Uh, I don't know if that's that's uh, couch co-op or if that's online only. I hope it's both. I really hope it's both, too, because one of the biggest issues with uh, Streets of Rage was that we could only do, was it two players or something? Two-player two online co-op, and I think it was, wasn't it three-player? It was three-something. It was something that was weird. It was it was couch co-op for more. And and we were like, oh, well, that fucking that's kind of weird. It kind of kills it because we wanted everybody to be in the room. That's why we couldn't play with us four. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm really hoping that that is the difference on this one where all four people can play. It shows that there's four people that can play and I want it to be both, you know, whether or not it's four people on one console or four people over the Internet or three in one or however it's going to be. That's really cool to see because. The last time we've had a four-player game was really... I don't know if it was Castle Crashers or something else outside of that. Oh, that game is so good. Uh, but yeah, just bringing that back. Because those games, I feel like those games do really well. And it's a Turtles game. You know? And we're going to see all the shit that we loved. Because I can only really... Honestly, I have the Turtles on my uh, arcade stick right here. Mm-hmm. And I can only... I haven't really played it since i beat it you know like i can only really play that game over and over so many times i love the fact that i have it and i love the (laughs) fact that it's there but the fact that we're getting something new that's that's awesome yeah so the the thing that i love about this game is the fact that i haven't been truly excited for a game in a while like there are games where i'm like Oh yeah, that looks cool. Like, but I, I realistically don't know. And I brought this up before. Um, I think it was when we were recapping last year, uh, the the year that it was. But um, I, I remember saying like, you know, I only realistically played, um, Apex. Bat- yeah, Battle Royales. A mm-hmm. lot of Call of Duty. A lot of Apex. Um, no Fortnite because I'm trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, I, I just stuck to those. And even. The Last of Us 2 came out, and I didn't even play through it, which now I am, and I'm pissed off that I waited this long. I actually, we, we've been talking about The Last of Us a lot because Steve got into it because we, you know, we all spoke so highly of it um, during the Century recap and everything. That was my pick of the Century. Like, that game is incredible. And last time we, we discussed uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, you know, being cast as Joel, Steve while we were doing the show was trying to download and order the game on his PlayStation, which was a pretty fun, funny little, uh, inter interaction throughout the episode. Uh, but since we are system linked, I got it as well. So I was like, hell yeah. Um, and I wanted a little bit of a refresher and I started part one and right off rip. So for those of you that don't, that haven't played it, I'm not going to ruin it, but something happens in the first 
20 minutes that hooks you and it fucking did it again like i played through that entire game <laughs> i beat it in like a weekend and no regrets like i i had the most fun i got emotional in all the same spots and i just i was like oh my god and same way just like when i ended it the last time i was like i need more except this time i didn't have to wait so as soon as i was done with it the next day i started part two and i've been going back and forth with uh that one and some some other games that uh i've been on my list to to go through much like the guys like juan with comics or joel with movies i have a back catalog of video games that i have yet to play and need to experience so i've been trying to knock my way through that one but oh my god it, it has not failed me but so i i haven't really been excited for video games and that's the sad thing about it like i i love video games and it's just nothing's really come out or been announced where i'm like yeah mm -hmm. give it to me i remember avengers when they announced that i was like oh this could be the shit and i've done nothing but shit on that game <laughs> yeah I haven't, I haven't even tried it it's yet. so hot garbage uh we were just talking about it in chat oh I, yeah didn't we just see that they posted some bullshit yeah, about trying to get it there's yeah. like so i sent the guys a thing because like there's this operation harp or something like that and they they have this like it's promoting on on facebook and instagram and it's fucking practice mode it's you drop in as a hero into what would be the danger room for x-men and they just drop masses of enemies at you and you fight them so it's it's a glorified practice mode and they're like check out this new thing <laughs> it's dynasty warriors yeah it's 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 so garbage like oh that's such a letdown so i was hoping it was going to be that it wasn't that and i think it's hilarious that games like this these cheap like i mean maybe they're not maybe there's way more behind the scenes and behind the coding but for what it seems like they're they're cheap side-scrolling beat-em-ups like streets of rage 4 i remember being super excited for that like that was the game i played on launch day and mm -hmm. and no regrets i i loved it battletoads baby uh, oh shit i still have not still done that one that? yeah, yeah no. it's, it's hard I, I think i think with battletoads it was almost like the i i missed the the train everybody played it already yeah i still it, haven't fucking beat it bro it's <laughs> fucking hard well we'll, we'll do that and i know i've said that before but yeah, we, we do yeah, have yeah. to play it because i i do want to play it i'm gonna go liar <laughs> Where's my lie button? But, Where's my fucking lie? You lie! <laughs> do I? Yeah, Watch you do. We're going to be playing it within... Give me two weeks. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I got two weeks as, as a limit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this one is legit. I am completely excited for this one. I can't wait for a release date to be announced um, whenever the hell they summer. will. It's going to be summer. Do you think it's this year? Do you, I mean, I, I hope it's close. It's this year. Do you think Summer. so? Like, I, I just, that's what confused me because they have this awesome intro. They have this amazing looking gameplay and they're summer. They got all these like eighties and nineties kids, like harder than a rock. <laughs> and they're like no release date. Yeah. I'm looking baby. at like, I'm looking at Google images and there's quite a bit of levels that they're already shown. I'm not sure how much of the gameplay they actually showed, like in what levels they actually showed. If, if that's what I'm seeing, mm -hmm. I don't remember, but there are a few different, I mean, there's the streets, there's the fucking channel six building. There is Rocksteady, um, Bebop's in the channel six building. Um, oh, okay. what am I looking at here? Uh, uh, I thought I seen Street. yeah I thought I seen sewers oh there's a restaurant I just I feel like they 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 have most of the shit completed um they got fucking Zack Snyder on the promotion 
Just showing everything. They did? Oh, no. as far as, uh, I get like, it. there's so yeah. much, like, they show us everything, and they're like, but it's not out yeah, yet. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Hey, you and set your timers. I, I just feel like it's it's going to be this year. I don't, I, I'm saying summer, but I, I, I imagine it's this year. That's I, what, and that's what I, I would like to think, but it's like, nah, it's if it was, year. if it was this summer, wouldn't you want the, like, people pre-ordering it already and, like, yeah, doing all it. that? Fuck I it. mean, they're gonna buy it anyways. Yeah, but that's the thing is they're maybe, gonna buy it anyways. I mean, you you always go to that like fuck them. Fuck <laughs> they'll, they'll do it. And maybe this is the thing because there are a lot of things where it's like I could see that. Like yeah, fuck them. They're gonna do it anyways. Fuck them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could definitely see this being the one thing. They're if riding it, the fucking last Ronin train mm-hmm. right now, like all the way to the bank, and this is gonna be. They don't need any more advertisement. It's Turtles. There's no advertisement needed. They All they had to do was drop the fucking name. Hey, Turtles are coming back. Mm-hmm. You got this fucking new game with everything you loved about it. Yo, you remember throwing people into the screen? Oh, that shit's in here. Oh, you like fucking... Uh, Fallen in manhole. Yeah, you like that who turned out the light shit? Oh, that's in here. Fucking Baxter Stopman. And they not only that, they combined the enemies that you you made or that you've seen in the, the two, two games. The original mm-hmm. arcade game you played against Bebop and Rocksteady in the first level. And then you got uh, Baxter Stopman in the first level of the um, oh, and Krang, uh, in in the in the New York, the Big yeah, Apple. Yeah, what the fuck is that though? Turtles, Turtles of Time. time. So, and they combine that shit. Like you already know that you're getting those at least those characters. Who knows what they else? Also, you're gonna they also get. showcased uh, in the uh, with Mikey on the skateboard in the cartoon intro uh, the Triceratons. Oh yeah, yeah. Did they show Armagon at all? I do not know. They're I can't like, yeah, we're going to make him a fucking thing. Juan <laughs> just wants Armageddon <laughs> after those toys. Yeah, they're trying to boost his numbers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so I just I just feel like they don't need to do a whole lot of advertising. I feel like it could just be this year. It's, it's, it's You're right. As easy as somebody would be like, hey, this summer are coming next month. Fucking turtles. <laughs> I guarantee the, the people will buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like – if they were trying to give away or sell merchandise with the pre-orders, that'd be one thing. Then I could imagine that people would want to, you know, you want to have the most time possible so people actually do it. Like if there was a fucking statue with all four turtles on it, yeah, like this, like this cover that they're showing. Uh, I'm trying to. I like remember. I like the one, well, the cartoon one right there where oh, they're all one? standing when next standing? to each other. Yeah, yeah, just I feel like if there was something like that, hey, pre-order for two hundred bucks <laughs> and you'll get this statue. People would fucking do it, and Yo, they would. That Stimmy hitting different yeah, right now, and they would release it. <laughs> Marcy that way. can't say nothing. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just I feel like they don't need to. I I, I I'm a betting man, and I'm saying this year. This I, year, I could see that too, definitely. And I, that that is the crazy thing because, like, like you said, turtles are blowing up right now, and I wonder. I'm I'm dead ass curious if like. This had anything to do with the delays in the Ronin books. <laughs> like, mm. Maybe they wanted it closer to this, so Turtle Mania is like going everywhere. Mm. Like when this came out, Ninja Turtles was trending on Twitter in 2021. Number one or what? I think so. Like it was, yeah, it was. It was trending. Like it was. Everybody was talking about it. Let's see and what they're trending at right now. Can you look that up? Can you just say like, like what number they're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Can know. You just say like tur- tur- Ninja Turtles you know, trending. I don't know what Twitter is. I don't really use Twitter. <laughs> I just know it's trending on Twitter. <laughs> it was in an article, fucker. You said you know trending, bro. <laughs> I just know that's huge. Buzzwords. Like, if, if we're ever trending, that's hot. I mean, yes. but we're not. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So the fact that this was 
essentially it was viral. I know what viral is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And this trailer and the news of this game went viral. And that's nuts to think. So, yeah, I mean, if if like you, if I were a betting man, I would bet money that this was soon. Because you have all the old fans who are reading The Last Ronin, who are just deadlocked in Turtles anything. So not only do we have our older Snyder-esque Turtles killing people and shit like that, now we get our golden days of arcade um, Turtles in Time goodness in this game to relive. But not only that, kids will buy this game because... The character designs are always awesome. I mean, anybody throughout the years are going to love those turtles. And it's just, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be like pure family joy. It's not going to be the the grittiness that I crave from turtles, which is fine because it doesn't need to be that. There are some things that I wish would be. This isn't one of them. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... I would, I would think it's going to be this year. And I, I just think that's super cool. I love the fact that turtles are every right now and they're dominating in a like a very good way like Bring that fucking movie already hurry up it, yeah and that's so that's actually what i was curious about because one big thing that is plastered on this game thing which i was like oh yeah i forgot they own pretty much all the rights to everything was nickelodeon mm-hmm. um there were rumors not too long ago that rise was going to be ending Okay. The uh the one where Raph is the leader. Mm-hmm. Well, he he's only the leader in the beginning, and then Leo becomes the leader at some point. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I just believe me. I've seen some new shit, so I'm not shitting on that series <laughs> as much as I used to. Yeah, I yeah I, I saw the fight too, and it, it was hype. Yeah. Um. But yeah, okay, I'm, it's I'm, ending. I'm, yeah. Well, there's there's rumors that it's ending, and usually these days it's usually because something's ending to make something else. Like there were rumors. A while back that our man from the, I think it's Stargirl, the CW show, the mm-hmm. DC show, that that character was going to be exiting the show, even though people loved him. They were big fans of the character. People were like, why would that happen? Now, just today, they broke news that a Starman movie is in the works. And that's what especially DC and CW do. They find characters that work on small screens, and when people love them, they end their storyline. Like with Floyd Law and Deadshot. When uh, Suicide Squad came out, he was killed off in the CW series. So people didn't get it confused. Um, So I'm curious if considering there was a big-ass Nickelodeon at the end of this, if this would... Because the way I see it, that took a lot of time and effort. That level of animation Mm -hmm. looked... I mean, it was super polished. It wasn't just some choppy intro thing for a game. It looked great. Now, I mean, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I would love to see this as an animated show. Like, I would love, what What are they, SpongeBob is on Paramount Plus, right? Yeah. If I'm Paramount Plus, I want a turtle show. They, that's that's just, I mean, that's all there is to it. I want turtles anything on my network because it's going to sell more. And Paramount Plus is gearing up to try to compete with everybody else right now. I mean, they're they're they just had that huge announcement of Halo, James Bond, and like all those movies that they're dropping on there. Now, why would you not want a Paramount Plus type of Turtles franchise? And that animation is spot on. I would love to, I, I would I would buy Paramount Plus just for that as a Turtles fan. 
All right, so I'm reading some of this shit, and you're not wrong as far as like it being polished. They used to do that shit in games all the time, though, back in the day. Like the 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 intro sequence or whatever would be fucking really dope, and then it'd that's be all like, that was polished, though, because those games they couldn't do anything. Well, yeah, else. I know, but like it, it would they would take time and make this whole fucking like animated series out of it, or not animated series, but just animated sequence, and mm-hmm. then the game would not be that at all, obviously, but. It, it doesn't not make sense to use. I mean, the animation was there, and you've seen, and it's almost like a, um, what's that called? Uh, it's not like a marketing thing, but it's like, like a, a test like, audience. Yeah, test run? Yeah, a test run. So the test run, because you throw it out there and see what kind of buzz you spark from it. Like, And people obviously are going to talk about the animation. Like, is it good? Or, man, that was awesome. And then you get that shit going. You'd be like, hey, man, everybody fucking loved it. Let's... We uh, we can turn this into a the show that it used to be with better looking shit. You know, mm-hmm. it, it could ha- it could bring back that same vibe. And by which, by the way, the first three seasons are really good. The fir- the after that, it gets really fucking weird. Like it's it real choppy. Don't get, yeah, don't get twisted. <laughs> like the eighty seven cartoon or the eighty, I think it's eighty seven. Yeah, the beginning was really fucking good. That's the shit that we talk about. But like the other stuff, like as it gets, it's on, like it, selling drugs. Yeah, as it when goes you, on, when, it gets fucking diluted as fuck. Like, when the customer first comes in, they get the good good, and then afterwards they get snickle fritz. Yes, like, like James Franco said, <laughs> like you, you get that dry snickle fritz. It's it's, it's uh, that is completely true because it's just like I. <laughs> I remember, I I mean, you read it online all the time where it's like, that's not my turtles. <laughs> and like, and then they, and then you fucking watch the old turtles and you realize how many goddamn mistakes there were. <laughs> like, that's not my turtles. <laughs> like, dude, fucking, is that Raphael or is that fucking Leonardo? Because they just switched, you know, he's wearing a blue bandana now. Like there were so many different like errors on that animation show. You know, that like, in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, I mean, yeah, I love the original, but yeah, the first three, first three seasons. So like, like I said, I don't think you're wrong and thinking that they could turn it into an animated series the fact that we are getting one from uh i mean at least it's the rumor uh seth rogan is supposed to be heading the the next yeah the Mm -hmm. next animated movie or whatever that's coming out i don't know if that's going to translate into series or going to be completely different like the tmnt movie was in 2007 um but it, it you know it does stand to reason that they could use that platform and translate it into an actual animated series. What I just pulled up was an article from 2019, July 25. And um, Kevin Eastman had spoke. 2019? Yeah. Had spoke with comicbook.com about Paramount actually being in the works to make a new movie. Now, I don't know if that's the Paramount movie that you're talking about with James, uh, not James Franco. um, He'll be there. He'll be there. Like, I don't know. (laughs) He'll be Leonardo (laughs) and shit. Uh, I I can see it. I don't know. I don't know if that's the fucking movie that they're talking about or if it's a new, you know, a new live action movie that he was hinting at. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get something at some time because this is how the fucking, how it went along in the 80s. It was... The comics were dope. People loved them. And then they made the cartoon. And then after the cartoon, they made the fucking movie. Right? Yeah. And and they did such a good job back then, too, at really spreading it thin for everybody. Like, the comics were like, hey, you know what? We're going to make this for adults. Oh, kids like the animated show? Here. Here's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. Yeah. Get the Archie guys on it right now. 
And then Kevin Eastman was like, yo, I want my fucking movie to be dark. And they're like, nope. And he's like, I'll fund it myself. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, it hit. It was amazing. And they're Fuck like, y'all. yeah, do part two. Yeah. But like no weapons and all that shit. Cause- <laughs> and he was like. Give me Bebop and Rocksteady. And they said no. He said fucking Tonka and Razor. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then they made three. And then they, Yeah. They, and then he was like, uh, Turtle Titties. Yeah, give me <laughs> Turtle Boobs. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> 50 million. <laughs> okay. So as time went on. <laughs> I said in the eighties to be fair. Yeah, yeah. In the eighties he was hitting it and then the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> something, uh, happened. something happened. Um but <laughs> I love you, Kevin Eastman. Yeah. Um but no, like they, they did a good job at, at spreading it out and making something for everybody. And yeah, I, I think they could do that again. Especially, yeah. I mean they're showing that they it, could do I it f- again. Yeah, I feel like right now we're kinda like at the cusp of um it regrowing its popularity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I for I really hope it does. I mean, if it doesn't, that's cool too because I still have everything that I ever loved to fall back on. Like I don't necessarily agree with all the comments of like that kills my childhood because it doesn't. You can literally go back and watch the shit that you remember and thought were was cool. Mm-hmm. What what it kills is the the fact that you're you're not. The, it's the idea that some kid growing up isn't going to have the same awesomeness that you got to experience, and it kind of makes you sad. That's the reality. Or that's I think that's what people really mean when they say it's killing my childhood, is that like it's killing something that I want something for somebody else to have that I was able to experience it at that time. And you really can't – you can't ignite it like that anymore. Like it was a different time then. I was telling Jeremiah today that like you can be famous for not doing shit anymore you know like oh everybody it, is you, everybody wants to everybody thinks they 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 should be famous and everybody thinks that they have the opportunity to be somebody awesome and i was like and when we were growing up it it was like you had to have done something or you had to have some kind of like talent for that to be true now it's not really that now so, nowadays you give a d-list performance in a porn and you're Whole family becomes famous. Well, Goddamn, I didn't. I mean, oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> then you marry Kanye. And I mean, that wasn't really a porn. That was like a home video. That, that shit was. A- was <laughs> <laughs> our, our fucking family Christmas home video was shot better than uh, that. It was. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Ray J. <laughs> Ray J. Was a whack. Ray J. Pill, oh, post production. Oh, baby. I hit it first. That's <laughs> Um. Yeah. Fucking so. Ray J. Uh. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Just it was. It's different. Um. And I I feel like it took I don't want to say it took more effort. Well, okay, yeah, I did. It took more effort, and and people put it was more hyper focused on like okay, this has to be cool because otherwise there's not gonna be enough buzz because word word didn't travel by. Hey, you guys gotta check this shit out. Let me post this link and all the visuals <laughs> and everything to it. You know, it was like let me explain to you in detail why I thought this shit was dope. And then you were like, okay, I don't fucking believe you. Let me go see this shit for myself. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you, you, you know, you kind of formed your own opinion. And then, if fucking it grew like that. So it's it's completely different now. The market is completely different now. But I really hope. I forgot where I was going, but I just <laughs> I really hope that it's the same in in this in terms of like if this does catch fire like how it did back in the eighties, it it has the opportunity to make that live action movie that everybody loved. Because there are people that like that 2000, what, what movie? 2016, 14? 2012? Is that when it came out? The TMNT? Yeah, Out of Shadows. Shit. Maybe. Is that the first one or is that the second one? Oh, wait up, the Michael oh, wait, Bay? Wait, yeah, Michael Bay one, 2014. Yeah. That's when that one came out. Okay, so 
people do like those Fucking those Michael movies. But let's just say they're not. They're not that great. Like Jim Henson's team did fucking dope with the, oh with, God, the with the first so one, good. and I feel like to go back to that would be cool. But there's got to be some kind of hybrid. There's got to be a hybrid or something like that that they could do nowadays to make it just as cool. Because even watching the first one, I love everything about it, but I wish there was a little bit more fighting in it. You a little know more I mean? fucking ninjutsu. A little more ninjutsu. Like the, even the shredder scene. Like I wish that was extended. I wish that was fucking. Five five minutes longer mm-hmm. of them fighting in their costumes, like it's it and has to been fucking hard. Form. <laughs> yeah, just I, it just I wish it was a little bit more than that. So if you make the same type of quality of movie, but you add an extended fight where it's it doesn't look too shitty, that would be a step up from what we got. And I feel like they could do that now. You know, what I mean, so that's the type of movie that I'm looking forward to. So my my dream production. For a Turtles movie, and I, I, I've spoken about this a few times on like episodes dating back to the beginning um, of this podcast, but I've always wanted to see a practical suit production, a practical suit movie where there are actual animatronics and everything like that. But when it got to the more intense fight scenes, like because of course back in the '90s we had dudes out there, you know, spinning the the nunchucks and the the bow staff, and you know, fighting and making it look good. Especially Raph because he didn't really have to do too much in there. He just had to shift the size from left to right, side of forearm to different side of forearm, yeah. and it looked good. It's like man, that's a real fucking Ninja Turtle. <laughs> um, the other guys they had to like spin stuff and not hit themselves. Um, but yeah, like you could still, you could pull all that stuff off easy. You can do like the grapples and like the easy stuff, but when it got into the intense type of fighting, which a ninja would get into, I always wanted to see something practical, but then a mix of CGI to make it. Do you remember the movie Ninja Assassin? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I always go to that because when I saw Ninja Assassin, I was always like, I want to see a Ninja Turtles movie like this, like not as as far out there, but the fight scenes were awesome. And even if it was just the sword, like the sword fights and stuff. And I always thought it would be cool to make some like a CGI fight like that, but with practical mixed in for like the close up hero shots. Mm -hmm. So when they like Leo clashes swords with, say, Shredder or a foot of Foot Clan and you want that close up of his face, like looking all pissed off, Mm -hmm. cut back to a, a practical shot right but oh man I, they could do that so well and i just i hope something like that happens I because feel like they, they could, need more ninjutsu but they can't do the shit because they the, the, they make the turtles so much bigger and the, it, it doesn't that, look that, right that's what i don't want they, though. yeah so they need to bring them back down to like a a, a human a, a regular yeah <laughs> like like a six foot human right humanoid person or even a five foot and a half humanoid person whatever because, it does because that's already mutated enough like they're little fucking turtles. They're they're tiny. Right, five foot and five. Baby. If, if they were three foot, and I if I saw a three foot turtle, I'd be like, "There's something <laughs> fucking not right with that thing." I mean, like, if he had arms, yeah. yeah. There's some... If it was like that's what I mean. If it was three foot standing on its back, like it's on two legs, I'd be like, "All right, what the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, "That's a normal fucking turtle." That's a normal turtle. Now, if it was eight feet tall and it was bulletproof. Yeah, that's a ninja turtle. It's just too fucking big. It's just too big. And then just bring them down. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is that I we say this shit and we're like, oh, this is the way you can make the movie better. This is how you can make a sweet movie nowadays. Mm-hmm. But they, even if they never did, I could always go back to the first one and enjoy yeah. it and and still get at least some of what I was like, oh, this is the shit. That's what makes me think this is awesome or that that like the rooftop fight scene. Like I can always go back to that and say this is dope. Like this is enough for me. But it's just like that's the stuff that I'm thinking about. Like oh, you can improve it. You can make it. There's all these fucking remakes in Hollywood anyways. Just make the shit already. <laughs> Just do it. I mean, you're not lying because that's exactly what I do. I mean, once I get failed by Michael Bay and the Clash or Wrath of the Titans guy, then I just go back to the 90s. I'm just going to go back to that Take movie. it back to the 90s. Uh, and then it just makes me feel better. Um, but yeah, so Ninja Turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, no release date, nothing like that. Uh, hit anime animation because we just knocked that out too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> anime animation checked off for this week. Um... Yeah, let us know what you think about the game. Are you excited for it? Do you think it's going to be coming out this year? Yeah. Um, and what what do you want? I, I want to know that. I want to know what our listeners want from a, one, a Ninja Turtles animated show, and two, this is like the bigger question. If you only want to answer one, this is the one I want to know. I want to know what you want from a movie. What If you had the reins of a Ninja Turtles movie, what would it be? Because that's always something that I can fantasize in my head. I uh, One thing that I always love about having a overactive imagination is there have been so many times where I have vivid trailers play through my head in a dream, and I wake up and piss myself off because it doesn't exist. <laughs> I want Shredder to hurt one of the turtles. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I need him to stab one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I need him. I need him to stab one. Because in that fight, bro, he should have stabbed one of them. Like, he should have stabbed one. Yeah. I mean, he cut, he slashed, he kind of hit he got Leo. Cut. Yeah, he got cut, and he kind of fucking hit Leo a little bit. But he should have fucking stabbed one <laughs> in the arm or something. But, yeah, I agree. I want real stakes, too. Yeah, real stakes. But, yeah, so let us Rap know. <laughs> let us know what you want out of a turtle movie if you were in charge. And other than that... Do you want to do uh, toys, or do you want to save that with Steve and then jump to district? Because we uh, we're kind of yeah, we're kinda I'm, good long. On, I'm good on toys. Hey, let's hit this button really well. Uh, well, of course, there's uh, some assembly required. We talked about the toy yeah. show. Fuck yeah, yeah toy toys, show, toys. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. So you ready for this 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 movie? Oh yeah. Quiz? Well, you got to press the movie button first. Oh yeah, you're right. We didn't have a name that framed this week, right? Don't get What does he say? Don't get cheap on me, now. <laughs> Don't get cheap on me. Uh, no, nothing. Okay, good. And there you go. That's all you, <laughs> That's all you get. Um, yeah, okay, so here goes the movie. Definitely should get this movie. Um, what was Every it? time you say that, I get worried. Like, I'm no, like, you should, get, you should get this movie. I was really hoping that Joel was going to be here because I wanted to see if he actually fucking seen this movie. Oh, okay. So, all right, here we go. This townie isn't bothering you, right? Oh, beyond belief. But it's nothing I can't handle. You could handle me. That's an invitation. Hey, you better mind your manners. Relax, cupcake. It was a joke. Hey, farm boy, maybe you can't count. But there are four of us and one of you. So get some more guys and then it'll be an even fight. Stop it. 
my god that scene happens in so many things but i already knew about that get some more guys and it'll be even fight i just can't remember what character it is i think i might actually not get this one wait for real yeah um is this tony bothering you interesting oh man where's my 10 second runoff we'll find it right now you get 10 seconds once i fuck it i'm actually gonna give it to you you're gonna lose I'm, yeah i'm gonna give you the point because i there's so many things going through my head i'm not gonna be able to focus on what it is just throw out one guess you got three seconds <sighs> two <laughs> I got nothing. You got nothing. All no, right, I'm so you a lose. Blank right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's my? Uh... Idiot! Like fucking Rex on Toy Story. <laughs> Tell me what is it? Oh, so did you get? Did you get any character like actors out of the? See, so my, my problem is, is when she or they asked, "Is this townie bothering you?" I instantly went to the next line where they're like, there's four of us and there's one of you. And, uh, okay. So get some more guys and it'll be an even fight. <sighs> just listen. I, I'm not going to play the whole thing, but just listen to the two voices. Okay. Not the, is this townie bothering you guy? Yeah, no, I, I'm just saying that that led me up to the okay. next line. Cause I knew that line after. All right, here we go. This townie isn't bothering you, right? Oh, beyond belief. But it's nothing I can't handle. You could handle me. That's an invitation. Hey, you better mind your manners. <laughs> Relax, cupcake. It was a joke. Hey. That's all I'm playing for you. Oh, man. It's... Fuck. Okay, it's Star Trek. Good job. It's fucking, yeah, it's Chris Pine. Yeah, Kirk, maybe. Yep. yep. I, I, I don't even know what I was thinking at first when I heard his voice. Cause he has, he sounds young right there. He sounds super young. And, um, it, of course he's got like that gravelly sound, but I don't know why I was like, okay, there's a bar scene in that. I, I thought you were pulling that movie, the covenant. Oh, cause I, I thought that was that Caleb kid. Okay. Wait, uh, did you watch the covenant? Yeah. Even like after we had talked about how nobody watched the covenant. I've I've watched that movie a long ass time ago. The Alien movie. Oh no no that's Alien Covenant. Oh, the Covenant okay. is, uh, it was like fucking like hardcore Harry Potter. It was about these warlocks, uh, from Salem. I think they're from Salem, um, who are the last lineages of these four households that made this covenant, and are the there were five houses and one of them died off, so they all grew power. They grew more powerful. And, you know, there are these fuck up kids who are just living in this town and the, the last bloodline comes back for what's his. I've and, seen that uh, title. Fucking Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier's in there. That's Gambit from uh, Wolverine. Uh, and then Sebastian Stan is the bad guy. Really? Yeah. And back back in the day, it was actually really fucking cool. Um, I, I enjoyed it. The, the, the graphics for back then were cool. It, it remind it had this like feel of like, almost like what a Dragon Ball Z could be like. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there, there's scenes where they, like they use this, their magic to like make these energy things. And it, it was, it was cool for back then. I, I, I haven't watched it recently, but I really enjoyed it when it came out. Do you think it, I'm just going to ask, do you think it holds weight like right now? Probably not too much. Um, 
You've never seen that? I've seen that fucking uh, title. Like I've seen the box before, and put, I've put always the, stayed away from it. Put the uh, the trailer on. Like okay. just watch it to see if you remember it. Because we had it. I I owned I it on it. the I uh, DVD. Shit. I guarantee. That I always stayed away from it because I was like, eh, this looks cheap. I mean, yeah, it, it was a, it was like a cheap two thousands movie, but it was just. It was cool because it, it it was different. It was magic and all that instead of I have superhuman strength and all this and that. But it the cool part about In it was world. yeah, it was these. Shoot me. Hey, well, this Christian is the fucking prestige. I was gonna say Christian Bale's the the way. Are you sure this is the Covenant? They <laughs> got the prestige on IMDb trailer. <laughs> this the what? That was the prestige. That's not or the, or the illusionist. So one of the two. The prestige sounds about right because uh, it was showing the prestige. This is the Covenant. Like yeah, what? they're they're fucking up. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh-huh. Uh. That yeah, with the face. That's one. Top-notch graphics. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be the prestige again. <laughs> yeah. In 1692, five families with untold power formed a covenant of silence. One family <laughs> lost it for more and was banished. <laughs> Their bloodline disappearing without a trace. Until now. for the cliffs. Was that the thing? Oh, holy shit! That's a uh, man. There's a lot of actors in here. That's uh the fish guy from the fish, boys. Fish guy. Uh, no, oh, fuck no, it's not fuck, the deep. Rewind it, the deep. Yeah, it's not he's, the deep. He's one of the, the 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 boys in there. What? Yes, that is the watch. I'll tell you when to pause. He's the driver. Or no, he's that, this guy. This guy. It's the deep. That is the deep. <laughs> it's the fucking deep. <laughs> The deepest in the covenant. <laughs> that movie was fucking stacked. Oh man, before it fucking knew. That's our thing. We all have black eyes. That's when they use their powers. So that's how you know, dude. Oh my god. So there's a show that's fucking called. Um, I don't want to shit on it because it was actually it was decent. Oh, dude from uh Nick Frost. Nick Frost is in it. Badlands. Oh, dude, Into the Badlands, Into the Badlands. was the fucking shit. Yeah, I didn't watch all of it. I watched. Oh the, I my watched god, some, dude, I watched some Sonny of it. Sunny was, was dope. Sunny is dope. Sunny is dope because he's also from uh, what? Laura Croft? <laughs> no, he's from um, the Jackie Chan movie with the the kids. The police story. Holy shit, he was. He, he was the main he's guy. The main, what? He's the leader of the kids. Yeah. Oh my god, I um, think I said white instead of right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about white. <laughs> That's nuts. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. So I watched that, and the, the fucking kid in that movie, or in the show, he does that. Aramis? He, yeah, his eyes get um mm-hmm. black when he uses his so does So does a chun. Oh, well, you didn't get that far. Uh, yeah, whoa, whoa. So does yeah. so, 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 who? <laughs> no, nobody. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, but, Sonny was always my uh my dream cast for uh, fucking um, Kung Lao. Oh, dude, yeah. That would have been tight. I would have loved dude, Sonny he's so as Kung badass. Lao. Yeah, he was badass in that show. I'm excited for this new guy, though. He looks cool. Yeah, he does look cool, but we haven't seen him fight yet. This is fucking the the whack version of the Lost Boys. That's like that's what I'm getting <laughs> yeah, right now. Instead of vampires, I mean, yeah, yeah kind of drop. essentially, but they, then they don't have the like, cool fights like these guys. Hell fucking no. hell yeah! <laughs> 2006 techno baby. Oh my God. Let me just let me just brush past this. Little bit. Caleb Danvers. Where's the Winter Soldier, you say? Just keep watching. They are the descendants of a sea. 
Not Here's my voice. voice. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> Put Come on, Caleb. It's not like it's gonna kill us. Yeah. Let's game it. I'm telling you, it's Look fucking lost. It's this lost voice. <laughs> In a world of untold you know, I never really realized that until then. No buns. You were. I was, I was thinking the same thing when you, before you said it. I was like, oh. Like a secret. The big reveal. He said, "I took the It was never meant to be shared. He's coming to tell you the truth. Imagine having the ability to do anything you want, except make a good movie. But the more you use the power, the more it weakens you. Member of the fifth family has returned. Have you met Chase? He's the Man, Winter Soldier bitch. Oh, it is him. <laughs> he said, my fucking arm. Oh, let me look at this guy a little bit longer. He just transferred in. To seek revenge. You can't beat me. So he got. And destroy their covenant. He's gonna see drown. his eyes. His eyes go red. He's gonna drown. Something's wrong. Oh, okay. I can feel it. I'm scared. Don't be. I'm here to protect you. Damn, this dude looks like Jason Lautner or whatever Taylor Lautner. Oh, the Twilight kid? Yeah. He, does, he looks like his older brother. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> Somebody there? So I think well? that what, what the thing was, he was take like, he absorbs their energy. Oh, so that's why they feel weaker and weaker? And yeah, shit? that's why he's, he's like, something's going on. I think that's what it was. I, I do Rated never should have been <laughs> Your powers are nothing compared with his. Dang, he said, look, he can turn you into a demon and stuff. <laughs> To show you your boys. Oh, I remember that song. Let's hit it again. Yeah, that song's fucking nice. I legit remember this trailer because of this song. <laughs> I feel like that song was played on that. It was uh, on everything. It was on Mortal Kombat <laughs> Legacy or whatever. Like during that Baraka fight. No, but it did sound like it. It wasn't. It no, wasn't it wasn't it. Uh, but it did sound like it. What's <laughs> again? What's happening to us? Don't be afraid. It's going to stop. Whoa, whoa. To save the future, this dude just put his hand. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? Your power. See, so that's that bar scene I was thinking of. They're dead. I mean, okay, for 2006, the year that Maya was born... It Damn. looks okay. <laughs> Make him watch that movie. Yeah, I'd be like, look, bro, you want to check out one of your birth year movies? <laughs> Some of these crap graphics. <laughs> Hype, baby. <laughs> I mean, nah. does he say The Covenant like on every trailer? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think they had multiple trailers. <laughs> okay. Imagine having that ability and shit. <laughs> He said, Doctor Strange is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there they go. The Covenant, y'all. It's like hardcore Harry Potter, bro. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, it's that. This shit was hype. It wasn't terrible. I mean, some of the stuff is fucking ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's 2006, <laughs> fuck boy. I was, the cast, I was 16. Yeah, the cast, though, the cast, ah, not bad. Fucking sleeper agent yeah. movie right there. <laughs> they got a lot of good people in there. The deep pervert <laughs> Captain. I was about to say Captain Falcon. <laughs> Captain Falcon. Yo, they fucked him over with Captain America. He should be in a Captain Falcon movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bucky's in it. You got the deep. Who else did you have? Oh, Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Which oh man, they did him so wrong. I mean, they he... couldn't even give him the right attire, like black leather trench coat. 
some fuckboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a cowboy hat, didn't they? It, it was like a mix between a cowboy hat and a fucking fedora. Yeah, all right. Well, like they couldn't even just give him the headpiece with a brown trench coat. No, oh. they, they couldn't give him no pink accent. Did Everything he have pink accents? I don't know if he did. Pink. Oh, his explosions. What was it, the Wolverine? The kinetic. Yeah, yeah, the Wolverine. Yeah, he when when they exploded, they were like a purplish. I just meant in general. Did he have any like? Oh, like, you mean in his suit? On his no, suit? fuck no. He was all black and purple. He had purple. Oh, mm-hmm. he's straight purple. <laughs> no, no, pink. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, that hat sucks, bro. Yeah, that hat's straight oh, garbage. Loki, Loki, leprechaun over here. All he, he didn't even need a hat. He just needed a brown trench coat and that hair. Yeah, dude, and you can't look- even get a brown trench coat for the man? Like, when did he ever wear black? But think about it. This is around the time Constantine came out, and they gave that fuckboy a black coat. <laughs> I mean, he's still a cool, though. <laughs> How about, yeah. hey, he looked cool, though. <laughs> Breathing hard. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, I, God, they did him so wrong. Like he, he is Gambit. Look at him. He, he sound perfect for the guy. He could have been. Him. He, he could have, they could have made a Gambit movie, a Gambit origin movie with him, with a, a right in the mind designer. And it would have been a great movie. Well, I'm glad they didn't because fuck you. It, it doesn't fucking matter anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, but still, see, that's what I'm saying. He looks like Jason Momoa right there. Ew, no. You <laughs> don't. Look at his eyes. It's cross-eyed. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa. He's the hottest cross-eyed dude ever. Jason Momoa? <laughs> Jason Momoa is the hottest cross-eyed dude. Did you see him make that world. face? <laughs> oh my him. god, I gotta look that up now. Uh-huh. Oh my god! Speaking of Rocky and banging he, that chick, he forgot his own line during one of these promos for WWE, <laughs> saying he makes this face. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, oh my god, he's like if Peter Dinklage went Super Saiyan and turned into him. <laughs> That's too funny. He looks like the the he's the Charizard to Peter Dinklage's Charmander. Oh my god. Where is it? Ah, hurry up, one. Yeah, right, never mind. You, you know what? Just, just, just don't worry about it. You're gonna have to cut this out because I I'm not gonna be able to find I'm it. WWE superstar what? Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns. Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> That's That's <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> Let me find this Billy D. Williams Apollo Creed video. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I was thinking he was the same. Yo, dude, Aquaman is fucking hype on WWE. <laughs> yeah. You think they're going to have him do his signature flying oh punch? Oh, my God. Punch? I forgot. Oh, I man. Forgot. All right, never mind. Never mind then. Holy shit. That was funny. <laughs> Oh my god! I still want you to see this video. You're I want. So stupid. <laughs> That's I was like, what the fuck? I thought maybe he was like in a like a you know how a promo celebrities are in WWE sometimes. Yeah, like Stephen Amell was on there, so I was like, okay, Aquaman, I, I can see them doing that. Oh, here it is. is that it? That's it. Here, I'll show you. He right looks now. cross-eyed right there. Oh man. Oh, uh, is that Rusev? Well, die! I don't know. However, it's just, not just it's the crazy. fans that feel this way, as over the years, numerous oh. superstars, including top names, have struggled memorizing a written promo and have completely forgotten their lines. Because he forgot his he line. He forgot his line. He says something and then he just he looks at the camera for like a good, I don't know, 30 seconds. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, I'm done. Goofy ass. So I can't not just anymore. Roman Reigns. Anyways, Juan got a point <laughs> for this week. I'm so fucking mad. That, like I said, I knew what it was. I just I couldn't put my 
I couldn't put get it out of my tongue. Couldn't put my finger on. <laughs> yeah, that it's got me all stupid. I speak no good. I speak. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Star Trek. Congrats, Juan. Thank you. <laughs> I'm pissed that you got a point off that That's one. Funny. Uh, yeah. Damn, that one completely mixed me up. But yeah, like I was saying, I for some odd reason I thought it was that kid from that movie talking, the main one. Because there is a bar scene where they, like, dance and shit. Oh, and yeah, that's why we fucking watched that. Fight. I forgot why the fuck we <laughs> yeah. watched that. It's it's that scene where he that guy picks up a keg and throws it at him. Okay, right in the barn. With his mind. Why does he say <laughs> some shit like that to him? Uh, they, get into a, they, they get into a fight because, like, he, or he doesn't say it in there. So whenever they use powers, it kills them faster. Right. So he's he's like the sensible one who's trying to save all them, and I think it's the blonde, or maybe it's the deep. One one of the one of the guys is like kind of a show off, mm-hmm. and he talks shit all the time, and he's fucking around with these dudes playing pool, and they get into a fight with those guys, I think, and then when they go in the back, he's tr- trying to tell them like, hey, stop being stupid, and he gets mad, and they get into a little tussle together. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that's why we brought up the Covenant and then Gambit and then yeah, Aquaman every- and then Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. Uh, anyways, if you are from uh, the 90s or the 80s, watch the Covenant and don't expect it to be nowadays graphics but just know it's a 2006 it's movie. hardly 2006 graphics <laughs> <laughs> it's better than dragon ball <laughs> but no it was it was all right. it, it is very much the lost boys it's like rated r harry potter meets the lost boys yeah. that's very much what it is rated flat <laughs> 